Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Kedushim Mem Gimel, Kedushim 43a, pagination is 85. We'll start on the facing page for a moment, just beneath midway on the page. The general rule is, Ein Shiliach Lidvar Avera. We do not recognize a messenger as being a messenger of the person who sent him, if what he's doing is a sin, if what he's doing is wrong. Da'amrinon, because we say, Divrei Arav, Divrei Talmud, Divrei Talmud, Divrei Mishomim. If the master tells you to do something, and the student tells you to do something, <coughs> who do you think you're supposed to listen to? And therefore, if the Torah prohibited something, and a human person tells you to do that thing, then if you were to do it, you would be liable, because you never should have listened to the person who directed you to do it. So again, in general, we say, There's no messengership dynamic when it comes to a sin. About midway on today's daf, Detani, we have a brysa that explores this idea regarding a person who sent someone else to kill someone. Ha'omer l'shlucho, a person sends his messenger, he tells his messenger, say haroges ha'nefesh, go kill a person. Hu chayev, the person who does the murder will be liable. Vishalchav Potter. And the Mishaleach, the person who sent him, will be Potter, will be absolved. And that's in accordance with the rule that we just learned, Ainshliach Lidvar Avera. Shamay Azakin Omer, however, Shamay argued and said, Mishim Chagai Hanavi in the name of Chagai Hanavi, Shalchav Chayiv, in the case of murder at least, and we could explore the other examples that this might occur, but in this case you would be Chayev Shenemar Oso Haragta Becherev Bnei Amon. There's a pasuk that holds David liable for killing Uriah, the husband, or was the husband of Bathsheba, through the sword of Amon. Now, let's do a quick review on that story. Uriah was out at battle. David saw Bathsheba and wanted her as a wife. He took Bathsheba, lived with her, sent her back home. And then Uriah came home from battle. David instructed Uriah to go home to be with his wife. And Uriah responded... How could I possibly do that if my master Yoav is in battle with the forces? How could I go home to my wife? David then instructed Yoav to put Uriah in the front lines in a way that he would get killed. This is an entire discussion well beyond our quick session right now, 
But the idea here is that David was held responsible for the death of Uriah, according to Shammai Hazakein, in the name of Haggai Hanavi, in a quite literal way, it seems. And he was held liable. It's the example of a person who sends someone else to do the killing is the person who issued the directive liable, and in this case we see David is being held liable. The Gemara continues and suggests that when it says Chayev, it means Chayev Bidine Shamayim. He's not Chayev guilty in a literal sense that Bezdin would say it's as if you're the one who did the killing, but rather in heaven, on a moral level, he's being held liable. And Dina Rabba Vedina Zuta Ikebenayu, how liable is the person who issued the directive actually going to be? In the words of Rashi, Loma Anesh Kulehai, Kahoreg Atzmo Elokigoreim. The discussion over here is, are you a person who caused the death? Are you held liable for that? And on what level? The Gemara continues and says, But those who do not understand this as a true liability against David, they actually take it a step further. You're totally absolved, just like you're absolved of the killing that Amon did. Just like you're not liable for the killing that some other nation does. So too, regarding Uriah's death, you're not going to be punished for it. Why not? He was a person who did a rebellion. He did an act of rebellion against the king, and therefore was liable to a capital punishment. Because his response to David when he refused to go home was, My master Yoav! And you're not allowed to say your master Yoav when the king is the person who you're talking to, and you're certainly not going to say Yoav's name first, before you say, David, recognize him as the king. The question over here is exactly what was the Morid B'malchus that Uriah did. If you'll take a look at the top Teisvis, Pirish B'kuntris, Teisvis says, Rashi tells us that he was a Morid because he said, Adoni Yoav, my master Yoav. And at first, Tosfis objects to this and says, Veloni Hira, that doesn't work. Sha'are Yoav lohorem hoyab mori bemalchus, because Yoav was not rebelling. And therefore, if a person pays tribute to somebody, but that somebody is not rebelling, then that's like a meaningless statement. He was not accepting Yoav as his master. Uh, because Yoav didn't consider himself the master in competition with David. 
Vaomer Rabbeinu Meir, Aviv Shal Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Meir answers, Masha Omar Lo David Shielech Leveso Leachovalistos, Vahumiain. David told him that he should go home, and Uriah refused. That's a level of Morib Malchus, Lohoyolo Lesarev. He was not allowed, he was not at liberty to refuse David's directive, and that's where the Morib Malchus was. Vyesh Meforshim, and there are others who explain, Hamered Hoya Shehiktim Lomar Adoni Yoav Kodama Melech David. Not that he was accepting Yoav as a king instead of David, but that he was honoring Yoav with precedence to David. And that was a Morid Bamalchus, even though Yoav wasn't rebelling and he wasn't paying allegiance to Yoav, but the way he phrased it was Morid Bamalchus. Now, this is discussed as well in Mesecha Shabbos, and the Gemara comments that. David was correct in having Uriah killed because of Morid Bamalchus, but he should have done it through the Sanhedrin. He should have done it through the court system. The Marsha observes that if the get that Uriah gave his wife before he went to battle was a conditional get, and this is a matter of discussion, the reason David being with Uriah's wife was not ultimately considered a violation of Eshes Ish, a married woman, is because the people who went out to battle for David issued Gitin, a divorce, to their wives. The discussion is, did they do so privately, on an honor basis, or did they do it conditionally, that if he wouldn't return from battle then it would be a get. So the Marsha observes that if they were totally divorced, so then it's a done deal, and he could have just as well have prosecuted Uriah through the court system. But if you understand that what they were doing was all conditional gitten on condition, if I fall in battle, it should be a get from now as I am leaving for the battle, so then it's only if Uriah falls in battle that it will be a get from the time that he left, leaving Bathsheba an unmarried woman at the time that David was with her. David really needed Uriah to fall in battle. Now, he may have been right that Uriah had forfeited his life through his disrespect to the king under the rules of monarchy and capital punishment, but he definitely needed Uriah to fall in battle rather than be punished by the court system in order that the get should be retroactive. Yashikoach, thank you for joining.